All righty. Welcome back to the swamp. This is the ogre and the ass. How you doing today, Eric? Doing pretty good today. All right. Well, before we get started, we can't forget to play our short little intro. Bam. Right there. There we go. <laughs> can't forget the most important part that ties this whole thing together. Exactly. Oh, okay. Don't. don't. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is why we can't have nice things. Okay. So, Eric, today we're going to be talking about why people should be starting their own small businesses. So, uh, we're just going to jump straight into this today. Like, why should people get started? Well, I, for anyone who, out there who has that hesitation, I kind of want to debunk any reason for it. Uh, I know you and I, you know, we're not multimillionaires, but we've started our own small businesses. And so, uh, even starting this has been quite the adventure in the last three weeks. So, so Eric, I want to hear from your point of view first. Why should people start their own business? Well, I think um, the reason why we start our own business or people in general is because it's really, let's be honest. I mean, a lot of people on this earth, you know, they just live the day to day life of just a nine to five job. And again, I'm not trashing or shitting on nine to five jobs. They're necessary in the moment. They're good for you. But it just kills your creativity. And it's the same issue people have with uh, the educational system. It kills your creativity. You know, you have a certain standard that the state wants you to have. And that standard may not, I mean, that standard may not be good for you. And so going out of that, what my point is, this is just, it's good to go out of your comfort zone and do something that's probably needed in the world. You know, who knows? You can be the next baker, you know, on your corner, or you can be the next, uh, maybe a small town dentist or just something out of the norm that you wouldn't normally do within your family. Go out there and do it. And if you fail, that's, totally fine i mean taking an l is how you learn i mean i'm taking l's right now with this macbook that i just got a few weeks back you know i'm i'm actually following in thomas's footsteps and doing online marketing trying to get that website up and going because I, I figured i have this technology let's put it to use and you know this ain't like the 1860s now it's a lot easier to, to do your own business you know? and I, yeah and i think it's yeah. pretty fair to say that you've lived like a caveman oh, most yeah. life right i have actually Yes. So this is your first like real laptop. Oh yeah, it's wonderful too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely a good start going with the Mac, my guy. No, and so kind of rounding back to why people should start their own business. Like first off, the independence of it—that everything you do is in your own hands. Uh, I was someone growing up like I honestly. So actually, when I was a sophomore in high school, I remember being a sophomore in high school, and I did not know it was okay to be wealthy. Like, I didn't know that. I thought everybody had to fall into a nine to five. I was going to be a police officer. Talked about it for the longest time. Yeah, I want to be a, a police officer. And in the back of my mind, like if everything were to fail, like everything in my life failed every single time, I'd be a police officer, actually a deputy for a small county. I'd love to go do that. Just have that small town living. But it wasn't until my sophomore year, I was talking to someone and she had a she was a wonderful girl on the softball team. And I just kind of made a joke like, oh, you plan to be rich one day. Kind of like a joke that only, you know, it's a joke that you could choose to be rich or you'd be wealthy. And she's like, yeah, I actually do. And I remember sitting there, wait, what? Like you, you can do that? Like that's okay. I couldn't believe that. That totally blew my mind in that moment. And I will never forget it. Because I was just like, oh, like you can choose to, have, to be wealthy and however you want to define it. People will love to say rich, but really what is rich? Is it millions, billions, whatever you want to put it as, or is it just, Hey, I make enough what I do online to where I can just sit at home and stay with my family, whatever that is to you. That's totally fine. I did not know you could do that. I thought you had to go nine to five to a job, bust your back for 40 years or 20 years. If you got a great job, had a good retirement plan. And then just, then you're chilling, you're living your life. 
what what's left of it, I guess. Yeah. Right. Well, I remember being a police officer and someone's telling me like, oh, you can retire in 20 years. I don't know if that's even true now, but I remember like, oh man, if I go in at 18. I think actually I, it's still 20 years. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So then even if it is, and I remember yeah. being like, oh, I'm, I'll go in at 18 and I'll get out at 38. Like how amazing would that be to be uh, retired at 38? Oh, like I was just in love with it. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, I mean, twenty-eight. I mean, thirty-eight. Yeah, I mean, I can, that's a good retirement age. But still, you know, your thirties are important, and so are your twenties. And uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, even that's still kind of for me pushing it. Like for I don't know when, when I was younger, it was it was strange. I had this uh, you know mindset of no matter what I wanted to do, whether it's you know studying insects or dinosaurs, I want to be the best at it so I can be my own boss. Yeah. And then you know reality hit me in the face, and you know my bishop one day said, you know these can just be hobbies. And I was like, you're right, because I don't really want to go to college. You know, I don't want to go to Stanford. I don't want to go to any of these expensive schools or anything. And you know, not like we'd get into them anyway. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Even if we got in, I wouldn't. I wouldn't last that long. Right. <laughs> but I just. I don't know. That would bother me. And so instead, I spent these last like 10 years just trying to figure out what do I want to do with my life? And I, and I was all over the place throughout the United States. And so I finally settled on, you know, just going out here and doing this stuff with you, your podcasting and, you know, online, you know, social media marketing, stuff like that. And, you know, it's a scary thing because like like you mentioned, I'm a caveman, you know, this is my first time getting a MacBook and it's nice, but I'm going to learn it. And I'm definitely going to make sure that, you know, I can, you know have my own business and be successful right you just want to have that power in your own hands to be able to dictate what you do and see i think that's to me that's so powerful to have that uh because i get jealous i don't know if you've ever noticed this but like when you're at work and then it's like let's just say 11 a.m right right in the smack dab middle of your day and then you see people driving around in their cars and you're just like wait like what are you doing? Shouldn't you be at work? Why aren't you working? Yeah, right. Why aren't you? Why, why aren't I don't get that. I actually had a moment for about like a week. Then if I was out and about, so during my, my breaks at work, I'd go over to the grocery market fresh right next to it. Wait. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like, like back in Rexburg. No, here. No, here. Oh, okay. Yeah, like right here. And I would just go to fresh during my breaks. And I'd even ask people, like when I could just tell their grocery shopping, I was like, hey, like, what do you do for work? Because you're not working right now. I was in my uniform. So everyone knew I was just taking a break. And I would always just get different stuff. Like I got some people who are stay-at-home moms. I got some people who did uh, just work from home and so they could take the time off when they needed to. They did software engineering. Maybe they were contractors. Again, all virtual. And so for me, that was one of my first signs of, man, I really need to get into this virtual game. I really need to learn online marketing. That's actually how I started mine because I was like, people are able to do this stuff from home. I'm a caveman. People can look at me. I'm the ogre here. And I'm totally like I've been a caveman in some ways where I'm like, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. And now, just from this last, I don't know how many months, I'm finally deciding like I was going to be done with that, like done being that kind of person. Now what I've been able to change into, and I'm just like, you, your whole mindset changes. Once you start a business and you find out like the strengths you can have, then you're like, man, like you need to do this too. Like it's almost addicting. Like it almost sounds like you're trying to sign people up for like some sort of pyramid scheme, but you're not. You're just like, you need to start your own business. You need oh, to yeah. go do this, whatever mm -hmm. it is. I don't know how many times now I have just been wanting to kind of drop what I'm doing and just go and be like, you know, I'm just going to start a power washing business too. Why? Because I, I know people are doing it and it works. I know how to do it now. I know how to market it. I know how to get in front of people. I know how to sell myself. And so one reason why everyone should start their own business or if, if people really hate their jobs, one reason they should do it is because then you get to have that feeling of adventure and it is an adventure. You know, it's just setting up this podcast a part of me is like, man, like 10 years from now, if we're even still doing it, how is this going to feel? What is this going to feel like? Yeah. Just being like, man, I remember when we barely knew what we were doing. 
I remember just four weeks ago, I had no idea, like even the equipment that was used, the software that you used to edit videos, to uh, edit the audio, all of that, just completely in the dark about it. So absolutely. One big reason is that you need that independence and you need that feeling of, I can rely on myself. Jobs will always be around. You can always go and get jobs. You yeah. can always sell your plasma. Uh, I've, so, I've done that. Yep. I've sold plasma. I've sold Shoot. my body plenty of times. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell hey, you. So someone made a good comparison. They're like, did you know all forms of work is prostitution? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, well, you're here, aren't you? You have to keep your body here eight hours a day. They tell you where to put your body and what to do with it gosh dang it you're right like you're right i am i'm putting myself out there i'm working ninth street right now you know what i'm saying i know what you mean man the cat was it the california inn was, that's right. was the hotel yep, the california inn <laughs> no that's how i know that's right we, we've never really heard of it just heard of it through other people exactly <laughs> no it's exactly and i think that's so funny now because it is it is that form of you know we go to someone and yeah that job is, I'm, I'm thankful to have a job i'm thankful that you know that i get a bill like uh, i am able to pay my bills but it's so much more amazing now that I have my own business and I'm helping other people out. I started my business specifically to help other people start their business. People who have no idea, like, how do I get my name out? How do I get people to find out about me? Where do I go and what do I do? And I can just give them that simple stuff now. Like, well, this is what you need to do. And I think that has been like one of the best things too, is that you see people get confidence through you. Yeah. yeah. I uh, definitely can agree with that because one thing I've learned about myself is, I think I mentioned this before with you, but, you know, I do have a huge ego, but at the same time. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I thought I had something else coming right there. I was like, wait, this isn't that kind of talk. No, no, ego, ego, This ego. ain't the only That's fans I mean. podcast. <laughs> but coming soon. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it is not. Well, at least not on my channel. But no, though, I was going to say, I just, uh, I, even though I have this this ego, a part of me, you know, I, I definitely learned this on the mission years ago, that, you know, there are more important things out there than yourself. You know, you got to get over yourself. There are people out there who need, you know, Thomas, who, you know, who are need, or who need me or, you know, whoever's watching this. So go out there and do your best to hype them up. And I find more pleasure in being a hype man anyway than being like uh, the main guy. Because being the main guy, I mean, let's be honest, anybody can be the main man. But when you're like the hype man to the main man, I feel like, Thomas, I feel like that's actually more fulfilling because you're doing a service for, like you said you boost their confidence and it bothers me when people don't have confidence around me or when they feel bad about themselves because it's like man i can't enjoy myself if you can't enjoy yourself and so like you said i like to hype people up and so that's why that's one of the main reasons why i decided to definitely you know do what you did with the bluehost website and start you know doing your own social media marketing yeah so yeah, it's it's it's, it's definitely fulfilling to help people out yeah. yeah you definitely do get that fulfillment being able to be there and talk to them and help them out see their confidence grow as well as your own and it, its own it's really a great dichotomy that you see as you're helping someone out you're helping yourself out at the same time almost in a selfish way and people are like well yeah because you're getting paid like no like you get to see confidence in people you get to see like that actual fulfillment coming into their eyes and into their life um and i can't wait when we have more small business owners on here either ones that we have or haven't helped i'm okay with that just to see that confidence and that light in their lives of why they love it so much yeah and going back to originally what you were saying you mentioned about uh just going to fresh and, you know, getting food and stuff and asking people these questions. It's funny. When I leave work, I always look behind me. And right behind me, I work at the Utah Valley Hospital. You know, there's Mount Tipanogos right there when I get out. And I always look up at it, you know, and I'm like, dang. That to me is like the epitome of freedom. Like every time I look at it, I feel 
Uh, I guess we just supposed to work trunky, you know, to <laughs> another missionary term. But I feel a urge just to go up to that mountain and just be free because it's a very beautiful mountain. And that's one of the uh, things I want to tie back into owning your own business or, you know, going to, you know, doing your own adventure. It's it's fulfilling, you know, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's a way to freedom. Not to say that, again, you know, nine to fives can't get you to freedom, but no, they're not. You're like, let's just be honest. After 40 years, they will. Oh, yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's kind of the freedom where it's like, oh, the slaves are free. Yeah. After like 200 years of it. So I'm, I'm just saying, you know, it's like you want the real freedom where it's like, yes, this is my business and I can go and come whenever I please. Yeah. So definitely, you know. Go out there and try and go to your Mount Tipinogos. Go out there and explore and try and find something that you like to do and then see if you're good enough to make money off of it. Yeah. And, you know, for the last few minutes now, we've only been talking about why people should start a business. And some people might be sitting there and thinking, okay, well, I would start a business. I know why to start a business. I don't know what business to start. I don't have any particular skills. First and foremost, I will give three skills Right now that you can just YouTube and you will learn it. You can be just as good as any average Joe and you can go out, even if it's not your passion. Well, guess what? Well, at least now you will have a skill that you are learning and that you will be able to at least become your own boss. That's a start. So power washing, window washing, and car detailing. I help all three businesses like that. Super easy. Okay, so what do I do? So go to YouTube, look up how to, how to power wash properly, how to window wash properly, how to start a power washing business, how to start a car detailing business. What supplies do I need? You will get so many different videos with so many different answers and you can just p- cherry pick the ones you wa- you like, that the services you want to provide. Okay, well then I don't know what to charge. Okay, first and foremost, what do you do? People do not like it complex. Okay, they want it simple and in their face. They want packages. Give everyone three packages. Uh, beginner, intermediate, master, whatever you want to call it, however you want to label it. And each package comes with different privileges or uh, different services, I'm sorry, that are provided on there. That way people can just look at it and say, oh, that package has every service I want. I do want him to power wash not just my front patio, but my back patio. I do want him to clean not just the outside of my windows, but the inside. I do want him to clean the interior and exterior of my car, but I also want him to clean the engine bay. Okay, so where does that fall on your packages? Make three packages like that. And then you could just look around, just Google on the internet. Like just go to Google, search pricing packages. You will get so many different things that come up that you can get ideas for. And you'll be able to pick from that. Okay, now that's super easy. What next? A website. Plenty of easy websites out there. In fact, I will be doing tutorials on how I build websites for people and what they can, and what people can do too. And it's very simple. And then from that point, like there isn't really a whole lot more. What do you provide and what do you charge? That's what people want to know. How do you help me and what do I have to pay for it? Yep. Okay, and then after that, that's simple right there. Your business, really easy. Go get the supplies. Might cost a few hundred dollars. Work a couple extra hours of overtime if you have to. Go get the stuff. Okay, now on your off time, because you still have to work nine to five. I still work nine to five too, because I like what I do. I like working with kids. But you go get the supplies. You build the website. Build your Facebook page and your Instagram page. Start on your own house or car or pavement around your house, whatever it is. Start there. There's your first beginning of content. So you clean the interior and exterior of your car. Okay, so now you have before and after pictures right there. No one needs to know that's your car. And even that being said, you should never show up to a car detail with a dirty car. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think we can all agree on that. It's like a like a, a barber, you know, having nappy hair. You just you don't you never heard right? of it. Absolutely. <laughs> His hair is on point. Mm-mm. Yep. <laughs> so I, I know I've heard this comparison before and it sounds so awful, but it's like it's like seeing your priest on Pornhub. It just ain't the same. <laughs> <laughs> Father, Father McFeely, what happened? <laughs> oh. oh, that would change me for sure. <laughs> so, okay, so then what do you do then? Okay, so you've either cleaned your own windows before and after pictures, uh, cleaned your own pavement before and after pictures, cleaned your own car before and after pictures, post them on your social media. Okay, well, what do I do now? I have the social media and you can go around and there's a few tactics from there. You can go around adding thousands of people just out of will. It's a little boring and not everyone will like it, but whatever, you're doing it for your business. You want to be free. So you, if people don't want you to follow them, they'll just decline the follow. And guess what? They'll never think of you again. They will never think of you. You did not take up more than 10 seconds of their time and they have no hate against you. They just didn't care. Next thing you could do, get flyers. I always tell this to people. Just get some door hangers. Go to a nice area. Make sure the door hangers are nice. Put, go for eight hours. Spend one day or even four. Whenever you can spare, I guess. Go around and put up those door hangers. <coughs> you go around and guess what? A couple of people are going to call you. Or they're at least going to look at your website. You're going to start generating traffic. So it's just su super simple stuff like that. And I'm not going to go into too much detail because I could be here forever. Um, but it's just, it, it's really not that hard to get going on something small that eventually pays for you, that it pays for you to be able to leave your job. You just have to be willing to learn the skill. And it's not hard. How hard is power washing, car detailing, window washing? And that's just a few. That, that's honestly a few. Just of all the simple services you can provide. Yeah, actually, it's funny you say that, you know, the, the last part of, you know, how hard is it? And first off, I would say that, you know, the way Thomas did it, and I watched him do this meticulously, he took his time on everything. So, like, for for example, <coughs> sorry, when you uh, started, did you do everything at once? Or did you just take your time on your online marketing business? Oh, you had to take your time. Subject by subject. You have to take your time. Like your, like your plugins and your uh, website design, your emails and all that. Yeah. So at first I didn't offer uh, website design. I didn't offer anything like that. At first, I think I just started with, um, I'll help you with email marketing, social media marketing. That was, I think it, that was just it. And it was either, and oh, it was like lead generation. So like where I help real estate agents generate leads. Um, and exclusive leads just to them. That way they don't have to fight for it or pay like, you know, thousands of dollars for all these leads that everyone else has access to. I almost fell prey to that. I was on Facebook ads. I was like, no, I'm not going to pay money for this. <laughs> oh, you really did? Oh, I didn't know that. Almost. Yeah, yeah. But Adam and Ashley, you know, they were talking to me about that. I said, no, we want, we want you to learn it, you know, this way, that way. You don't have to pay money to do it. So know, like, it's as simple it's as simple as like once you get even a little following you start interacting with them and i won't go into too much detail of that again that could take forever yeah but you start interacting with them and you'll see how your following grows how people want you to succeed when they see that hey i want to step away from my job and do something for myself again you inspire people around you and they want you to do well i truly believe that i don't think i've ever had people who have been like oh thomas i really hope he doesn't make it i hope he has to eat dirt for the rest of it like, you know <laughs> stuff like that yeah. I, I don't have that no you you will run into people like oh wow like you're really doing it like and you're doing well how much money are you making like you know they're asking like wow you're like yeah. you, you're able to do that because <laughs> everyone thinks that when you start a business you're going to make the next walmart the next tesla the next target and you know next multi-billion dollar company no 
I'm making a company right now that could just be a couple thousand dollars a month. It pays my bills and it puts some food on the table. And that means the job I keep for my nine to five can actually go towards another project now. I could put that into stocks and start diversifying my portfolio. All these different things. Like it can just go into so much more. And I wish I had time to sit down and just talk to just to people about it. Come up with strategies for them. Uh, My stepdad he's amazing. Like he's an, he is, he has to be like the handiest man you could ever find. If there's nothing in front of him that he could not fix, because if he doesn't know it, he will go and find out. And I'm just like, do you know how much people would actually pay for that? Like if you just put yourself out there, I remember I was in Page, Arizona, small little town. And everyone's telling me like, dude, if we got a good plumber out here, he'd be getting paid six figures right now. Just learn the skills of being a plumber, go out to Page, Arizona. And everyone wanted like, cause everyone needs them. And there wasn't anyone out there providing a good enough service. So I don't, I, like I said, I'm getting caught up in myself. here talking about it, getting a little too amped up. No, that's good. And I think the audience needs to hear passion when it comes to this sort of stuff. Cause that's one thing that, you know, I think kills a lot of people is the lack of passion that they have. And again, that, that I, I blame the public school system. I blame, you know, your nine to five job after nine, you know, nine to five, you just don't have the passion to follow your own dreams or whatever goals you have in mind you just want to live paycheck to paycheck and just do your best to just live the grind and again you know some people like that but for me you know I'm, I'm, i'll be you know 30 soon and i'm just it's it's, it's old let's be honest <laughs> thomas it's it's old it's old you know yeah. what's crazy is i'd actually love to get people on here who have no interest in that it's like no i just want to work like the next 40 years i just want to work have that suburb house and then not because of, like i want to tear them apart and be like you're so stupid like what are you thinking yeah be independent yeah. like no i just want to know like, okay like how like honestly how do you have that feeling of being content with it like how are you okay with it and i don't mean that from an aggressive standpoint i truly mean that from a why don't you want to have everything in your own power why don't you want your world completely in your hands because a boss doesn't care about you now they might be your friend at work hate that word (laughs) they might be your friend at work right but it's what happens? Something comes down the line. We just had to let go. Of, I don't know how many people at where I work. And you would think like, oh, like actually we were friends, but guess what? You got to go now. I'm sorry. We're probably never going to hang out again. I'll probably yeah. never see them. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's funny you mentioned that the whole friend thing. Cause that, that, okay. <laughs> that chats my ass, Thomas. When I hear, <laughs> when I hear people talk about friends and uh, work and bosses. So you are the ass. It's chapped your ass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, the ogre and the chapped ass right now. <laughs> All right. So let me tell you a story, Let's Tom. Give him some cocoa butter. <laughs> <laughs> I need some. I'm kind of ashy right now. Uh, sorry, mom. I didn't mean to. <laughs> she always taught me, you know, when you go outside and you know, put some lotion on. I, mm-hmm. I did not do that. Mm-mm. But uh, anyway, um, I remember talking to one of my old bosses. I used to work at the library in Provo. And he, I mean, he, he's, he's a nice dude, you know. He, he really is a cool dude. He has a lot of talent, you know, and I think he can really make a difference in the world if you were to pick a specific something in this area of Utah and do it. He can bless a lot of people with his talents because he's, he's traveled the world. He's done lots of good things. But I remember uh, we were talking about uh, our main guy, the library in charge, you know, the, 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 the library director. And he was just, you know, just saying, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he, he's a cool dude. I mean. And he pretty much made it seem like, you know, the, the, our main boss, the guy in charge of the library is our friend. And that burned me like 10 years ago, I would be simping for my boss, you know, cause like, you know, it's a boss. Okay. We were all one big happy family. Right. But like, but like Tom mentioned, I'm gonna let you go if I have to. And that's right. my mindset. And, you know, it took me years to snap out of it. But like, wait, these people don't really care about me. 
I mean, yeah, I care about them in the Christian sense, but in terms of just me just, uh, you know, vibing with them every day, hanging out with them, I don't want to do all that. Right? That's that's <laughs> not a thing. Yeah, because like, they, they will, they'll let you go as soon as possible. Right. And I get it. I have work friends. I, I still think I'll talk to you this day. I still have work friends from past jobs. I'll still reach out to you and say, hey, how are you doing? But when it comes to even bosses, you have to understand, like, a nine to five is how you pay your bills. And so you can be work buddies here and here, like, all, all throughout the day. But the second you might do something that the boss doesn't like, maybe it's not even something that you did wrong. It could just be, hey, funds are getting low and we got to let people go. Um, okay. Well, are we buying, are we going to keep the lights off? <laughs> like, what are we going to do? Yeah. And it's like, no, like, we got to let people go. Oh. <laughs> so, got to let me go. All those people. <laughs> Got to let me go. <laughs> Got to let me go. Thank you, Medea. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we could talk about Medea on another podcast. But it's one of those issues of, like, that's not loyal to you. That's great that you have great experience. I love my job. I get fulfillment from my job being able to help kids. I truly get that fulfillment. And I still have so many that reach out to me to this day. I'm trying to see, like, you know, how are you doing? What, like, thank you for this and that. You know, you were a good staff, all that. And so, of course, I do get that fulfillment. But I've never fooled myself into thinking, I am so invaluable at this job. They could never let me go. <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> right. They could absolutely do it. Yes, right. I've helped a lot of kids. No, that the company doesn't care. It's a company. That's it. It's not an orphanage. It's a company. And they are going to make their money first. And if someone comes between them and their bread, which I don't blame them always, I can't always blame people. You mess with their bread, you mess with their dinner. They're going to get mad and they let you go. And it's one of those things of, well, man, like I don't want someone to have that power over me. If my livelihood depends on you liking me, that's it. Like this is Utah. Right now we live in Utah, just so everyone knows. And with that being said, like they can fire you for whatever reason here. You could look at someone wrong. He's like, that guy, get him out. I don't like him. You know what I mean? It's just, mm-hmm. it could just be that easy. And to know that essentially your job depends on people liking you. And then the second that status quo changes, you could be out of job. It's just, it's not scary, but it's just, it's almost sad that you're going to leave that in someone else's hands. I want people to have their job, their life in their own hands. So I really hope people do reach out and it's like, okay, well, I, I kind of have questions on this. Like, what should I do here? What, like, how can I do this? Do it. Reach out and ask those questions. There's questions we can answer on here about that that I would love to answer and go into depth about. That way everyone can get into that mindset of, oh, I can start my own thing. There is a step-by-step process, very easy. I just got to put in a little bit of work and be willing to, yeah, be tired after nine to five, but then stay up a little bit longer, stare at my computer screen a little bit longer and do work that other people don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's pretty much it. And I remember it's funny, you know, earlier too, talking about, uh, we mentioned, you know, a little bit of work. Uh, I remember talking to another dude and, you know, this dude, you know, me and him, you know, I've known him for years since I worked in Alaska on the fishery and he's a cool dude. You know, he's from Canada, you know, no offense to him. I mean, (laughs) oh yeah, he's a cool dude. Unfortunately, he's from Canada. (laughs) Hopefully we don't have much of a Canada on it right now. They may not like that. No, we fully love Canada over here. Y'all do some things right. I got some good maple syrup. All right. Okay, continue. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, I remember uh, he was talking to me about college loans. And then the you know conversation went to, well, I do want college loan forgiveness because I felt like I was duped into the system. And really? He, oh, yeah. He was, felt like he was duped. Yeah, because his parents were like pushing it. School, high school was pushing it. And I was like, I, I get it. 
but that that's not you know that's not what I you know that's not I don't care. But the, the point that he made though too was because also he made a point says well I also want to go to college so I didn't have to you know work my own business and work you know forty plus hours or some some, some such nonsense like that. He basically didn't want to put into work to own his own business, and I was just like, a no pay for your own college loans. You know you went into it willingly, and B that's a horrible reason to not want to start your own business because it's hard work. Well. I would rather work hard for myself than keep working hard for somebody else who, like we just mentioned, will let you go in a moment's notice. Yeah. And that's my that's been my mindset. Like I said, at the age of 18, out in the workforce, I was a simp for my job and for my boss. But through my early 20s and mid-20s, now almost 30, I've definitely got over it pretty quickly. Yeah. And so, you know, that's one of my best that's one, something I wanted to, you know, talk about is just go out of your way. Cause for example, you know, the 40 plus hours that you'll spend in your business will help you out and help you become much more uh, intelligent in terms of you know, being business savvy. And people in the community will see that and they'll you know gravitate towards you. And second, it's, it's, it's important to realize that when you have something that you made from scratch, it'll be yours that you can pass down right. to the next generation. Yeah. You can leave some type of inheritance. I mean, everybody talks about, you know, these millionaires and billionaires and these trust fund kids. Hey, look, I'm not a big fan of them either, but I do want to be them one day. I mean, of course, I'm not trying to say I want, you know, a $500 million yacht or, you know, I want to have billions and billions of but dollars. You, you want to be able to hand something to your kids. Exactly. I want to hand something down to my kids. That way they know, okay, my father or my grandfather wasn't no scrub. You know, right? he did his own thing. And now I'm blessed because of it. And that's something you got to look at, too. You know, leave your kids with something important and your descendants. Absolutely. I, I love that. There has to be some form, some form of legacy you leave, but also something to take care of. I don't know how many people now, you know, just growing up, like, like you have family friends who unfortunately pass away, but they hand down businesses to their kids with opportunity. So even if they don't want to do it, which is totally fine, the opportunity is there for them. I, that's another thing. Don't you have a family that like when you know one day you have to leave this earth, just FYI, no one, no one survives this life. We don't make it through. Um, I, I'm sorry to burst some bubbles right now. I didn't know if I'm dropping some truth bombs that people aren't ready for, but for, for some you are. I know, right? Specifically the seven year olds, you know. Oh they, man, cross that path yet? Oh, seven year olds. They listen to this. Wrong <laughs> podcast for you. <laughs> no, but being able to hand something down to your kids, something that will take care of them, or at least give them the opportunity to be able to take care of them. If they don't want to do it, fine. I, I know of a family business right now that it it's basically fizzled out because the kids didn't want to do it anymore, but they did do it for a few years to survive. And then when they started their own thing, they went on their way. And I love that. If that's as far as my business went, that it just took care of them until they did their own thing, I'd still be so happy and proud that I did that looking back at it. And so that's why now it's being able to help all these other people start their businesses. And that way they have something to hand down. And that way their kids can look at them and be like, oh, like my dad did it. My mom did it. I can do that. Yeah. And also, you know, uh, early when you mentioned the, uh, what was it? Putting the uh, little postcards on the doorknobs for your oh, business. Oh, yeah, yeah, the door, uh, doorknob flyers, yeah. Yeah, that, that goes along with what I was saying, too, and what you're saying, you know, work. It takes also effort. In this day and age, we know where technologies run rapid. You know, it's, it's a pro and a con. You know, the pro is, again, we're talking about online businesses and whatnot, or just any business, you know, and marketing, using the internet to your abilities. But the con is this. People have forgotten to get outside and be seen as a door-to-door salesman, as a former missionary, I can't tell you how big of a deal it is when they see your face and your personality. Trust me, 
I'm a horrible salesman, but my personality sold my products, not me, my personality. And when it came to missionary work, you know, my personality crept through. Of course, you know, the you know, spirit too, of course, but it was mainly the personality that people saw, and then the spirit spoke to them through that. And that's you know, that's my opinion on it, of course. But that's what I felt like would happen. So what I'm saying is you gotta go out of your, you know, comfort zone. I mean, everything's so sorry. <laughs> everything's online, yes, but they still need to see a physical body. So go out there into the community and definitely try and do some things that can be that can help you get seen out there. Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. I love that. That it, first and foremost, any business you get into, you're not getting into power washing business, you're not getting into window washing business, you're not getting into car detailing business, you are getting into people business. That those are all just little trades and skills that any Joe Schmo can learn on the internet, like I said. So when you're met with that question, well, if anyone can do it, then why should I do it? Because obviously they can just pick XYZ person. Your effort speaks for you. You went door to door. That when even when you like, you dropped off flyers, I'm not saying you have to talk to everyone. You don't have to knock on every door. It's not like I said, this isn't door to door sales, but you drop off those flyers. <clears throat> and then when you do run into people outside, you can talk to them. And then there's a face to put on it. That when people call you, that they are talking to you. Because this is your business, it's something you have pride in. And you can be whoever you are, right? If you want to be like super professional about it, then lean into it. If you are a jokester like we are, then lean into it. People love that. There was a, a video circulating Facebook for a long time about this door-to-door -door salesman. He was selling some sort of cleaner. I don't know what it was, but oh, he was, I think, I think he was hilarious. Yeah. He was just like, his, his comedy that he was doing, you could tell it was practiced over and over again. Yeah. He knew every little bit of his pitch. And the reason, and he even mentioned it in a second, he's like, oh, the only reason your neighbors bought it is because they like my personality. That's fine. You do not sell the world's best products. You are not gonna be the world's best power washer. That is okay. But if they like you because you are funny or because you are uh, distinguishable, you are someone who is not afraid to put themselves out there, or they just see this young guy is trying to put in effort. People admire that. Um, I don't know how many uh, conversations I've also had with uh, family members, just with friends, where I've asked, like, so what's like been the deciding factor in your tips? So when you go to a restaurant, what's your deciding factor in a tip? And they'll always say the effort that they see the, the waitress put into it, how kind they are, how hard are they working, how often are they checking in on us? That decides the tip. And it's just, that's it, right? When people see you are trying to be nice, you are trying to uh, be there for them and put in that effort, they want to reward you. I think naturally people do. Yeah, you'll get your douchebags who don't. Sorry, that is the real world we live in. There are a few. Oh, oh I was a douchebag for a while when it came to tipping. I was horrible at it. <laughs> okay, well, that's something else right there. <laughs> I'm the ass. <laughs> All right, there's, okay, well, Eric's the ass. But now you're better at tipping, right? <laughs> yes. Good. So please don't spit in our food if you ever see us at a restaurant, or at least spit in Eric's food, not mine. He's the ass, after all. Hey, that builds character. Yeah, uh-huh. It also builds your immune system when they spit in it so often. Exactly. That's why I'm corona-free. Oh, that's it? That's how, you, <laughs> that's how you dodged corona? You were an asshole to waitresses, and so now they spat in your food so much? Here's a tip. Get another job. No, <laughs> no, no, please, please, no. Waitressing is so hard. And by the way, I think that like the tips you can make, that's baller money. Yeah. Now, if you're doing it for the support of family, more power to you. Hey, let me tell you a story about tipping. All right. It wasn't until like the last few years that I got better at it. I was living out on my own out in Florida. And uh, there's this great place called Waffle House. But, you know, real Americans call it Awful House because it's, like it's like a ghetto Denny's. But they have good food. And so anyway, Tom, what had happened was me and my uh, you know friends, after we got back from our, uh, our job, our workmates, 
we went to uh, the Waffle House like at 7, 8, 8 a.m. in the morning. And this nice, you know, older lady came out and she did her service was phenomenal. You know, she had a great attitude. She was very friendly and, you know, she was Southern. So it was always, you know, bless your soul. And this is back in Florida, Crestview area near Pensacola to give you a little area. But anyway, uh, I remember, you know, I was like, well, I'm making lots of money now. And I understand the importance of tipping, which I didn't really understand the importance before. Like I kind of understood it, but I just didn't didn't really register. But anyway, I tipped her, was I think, $15 on a meal that was like six. And then my friends saw that. For some reason, they thought it was like a one-upmanship. Like, no. So they, what they did was they threw down 10. Another person threw down 20. Really? And, and another person threw down like, you know, what was it, $14? But at the end of it all, she had like nearly $50. I was like, guys, that wasn't the point. I was just tipping because I liked her attitude and I understand the importance of tipping. And she came up to us and she was like, you know, thank you so much. I appreciate that. You guys are the greatest. I was like, well, I did I didn't do it. I mean, I just did it just to do it. But I, I guess, yeah, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> so ever since then, I was like, I didn't realize how important tipping was until you know I really met her, and I was like, oh, okay. So for now, so so now when I tip someone, I'll kind of go overboard because, well, first of all, I'm bad at math anyway. Yeah, right. I don't know 15 percent of what I just say. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just exactly. take it. Take my money. <laughs> I just like I just like 100 percent of it. So I'm going to tip <laughs> on all of it. I like and, that. So yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. Hey, and I think that's great, but I think that's kind of a, a funny psychology that you just mentioned that you did that of kindness, your heart, everyone else did it to one up you. <laughs> I'm as kind as you. I'm as good as you. I'm better than you. I added a dollar more. Did you see that? It's like a reverse auction. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're losing money. <laughs> a reverse auction. That is brilliant. I love that. No. And I think that, that, that really shows people. Too, in some ways, and I'm not going to sit here and talk about, you know, the good and the bad of people. That's not in me to do that. But I think we do kind of see that where we see someone who maybe tips $100. I know our friend Adam, he tips like $100 or he tips a lot. I know that. Does he really? He tips uh, something. He mentioned it a few times. See, and he didn't, he didn't do it for like, hey, I'm better than you. Yeah, he yeah, did it because yeah. he's like, I know what it's like to be a waiter struggling. I actually want to do that one day. I'd love to do yeah, that. I'd yeah, love yeah. to get to a point. That's just your average thing. You go out once a week and you tip like a boss. Not because it's a, oh, this is how much money I make. I can afford this. <laughs> flex. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to flex too much here. But <laughs> but no, you do it because it's like, you know like what that struggle is like. I remember being a delivery boy for Jimmy John's. A oh, delivery he, boy. You did do that. Yeah, you? I was a delivery oh. boy. Don't get me wrong. The tips were banging. But at but for what I was doing at the time, like I was still, well, I still am a bachelor, I guess. But I, I was just living at home. I had nothing to do. Lifting, so I'd lift and I'd go to work and that's it. That was my life. So I was making way more money than I need to. The tips were nice. I was at least, I think, uh, just on tips alone, I was averaging at least like $400 a month just off tips. And I also had an hourly wage nice. and I was doing all part-time. So definitely if you have one, a good part-time job, go deliver. They, they, out in California at Jimmy John's, they paid like what, 14 bucks an hour? No. Oh, I wish they did. That would have been beautiful. I know. I think I was making like 10, 10, 50, something like that. Okay. Because normally they like, you know, they pay like 13, 14 bucks. Yeah. Nope, not me. No. <laughs> not me. And so, but, and I would love to do that too. Because I know what it's like when you get a big tip and the, and you're just like, wow, like, thank you. Like, that's awesome. Like you, you've given me a better opportunity for this month of maybe I can finally treat myself to something nice. Maybe I can go do something for someone else too. It And I do believe too that like happiness spreads. So when you give someone something big, whatever it is, even a gesture, a smile, a hug, if it is a big tip, whatever it might be, no weird joke intended by the big tip, by the way, but <laughs> the big tip. Anyway, <laughs> moving forward. Thank you, Eric. Just a tip. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're getting close to that OnlyFans account. 
<laughs> hey, times are still hard. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't doing nope, nope. Let's cut it there. It might be kids listening. So, but anyway, I think happiness can spread. And maybe in some ways for people, it is a one up. Uh, the way I see it, if it's getting done, if it is like some sort of gesture of kindness getting done, I don't actually care upon the reason. Yeah, your friends did it to one up you to be like, oh, here's $14. But you know what? Do you think the nurse, like, or not the nurse, I don't know why I said nurse, but I don't, do you think the waitress, like, sat there and was like, oh, well, this $14 was just up, like, just to one up them. No, she sat there and she was grateful for it. She was thankful. She has to work, man. And so when people just chip in, regardless of the reason, you still made someone's day. So we definitely got a little off topic from the business thing, but I think this does inspire people. Don't you want to be able to give big tips that you can see, like, you change someone's day just because of the financial uh, situation you put yourself in. I think about that. That's one of my motivations for sure. Yeah. No, no, yeah. And, you know, just uh, I think moral of that story was just tip and (laughs) make your own business so you can be more useful to society. Right. You're going to help out the economy. But one thing, too. And again, go back. If you're still wondering, how do I start a business? Go back to earlier in my and when I was ranting, I gave you easy first few steps. I will actually be posting videos on this account, on this YouTube account, how I built my websites. Just play by play, really easy. Nothing in, like, there's probably plenty of others out there that do even better than I will. And that's fine. Whatever you want to go watch. But I'll leave it here. That way no one can ever say that we were like, well, why didn't you start a business, you dumbass? And then they, like, then we didn't give them any solution. Yeah. I don't, I won't do that. I won't answer, I have a question on here and we don't provide solutions. I want us to always make sure we have that answer. And if we don't, that we bring someone on who does have those answers. Because I don't want us to be like Kanye and getting yelled at saying, you don't got all the answers. You don't got the answers. I don't need that on here right now. I should have put that on like the soundtrack for this. <laughs> I'm Yeezus. I'm <laughs> Dang it, Eric. Oh, man. We're probably going to get demonetized on that one now. Please don't come after us, Kanye. We do appreciate you, big guy. No, we do. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Eric, what are your final thoughts? Honestly, just like we were saying, go out there, do your thing, and make sure that you have a why for the reason you're starting your business. And make sure that you take the small steps to ensure that you're able to have a successful business. And that's that's about it. I mean, you're not alone in this. There are plenty of people out there who are struggling just like you. But, they, you know, we already gave you some good tips. Take your time. It'll be all right, right, and you'll definitely make it happen. Take your time. Yeah, I know. We would. I'd love to leave my job tomorrow in some ways. It'd be hard leaving the kids, but I, I want to leave that, that feeling of like, man, I have to be here. Your boss tells you to be here. And so, yeah, you might have a very fulfilling job, and I think that's wonderful. I totally see the reason of staying. I, I think I could be in and out of treatment facilities my whole life. What I can't have my whole life are people telling me I have to be there when I have to be there. End goal, I'd love to have my own, but that's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother conversation. So yeah, my final thoughts on it are kind of what Eric said, be patient, take your time and make the plans. But the plans are simple. They're right there in front of you. <clears throat> We've talked about just the first few steps. If people even hit the comment section, like, okay, so what do you do here? We will reply to those comments and we may probably make videos pointing you towards those videos. Or if you just want help and you're like, hey, I just, like I have the service. I don't want to spend the time doing the marketing. Then you can hit me up and we can work together. We have all these different solutions. I never want to hear an excuse come out of this podcast. And if we, if we miss something or someone has even better input to say, 
doesn't mean we can't round back to this. Doesn't mean there's a video of, you know, why should I start a business part two? And we bring in the topics that other people mentioned. Like, oh, you can also do this. You can have this. You can start this. All these different things. Making sure that we don't give people excuses and that there's always good content for them. To come here, to listen up, listen to two idiots talk. <laughs> like, we know what we're talking about. In some ways, we do. And hopefully, we, we do change someone's life. That we inspire them. To like, I'm just going to take that leap of faith. Oh, and I think a good idea. And this is uh, something we should just bring out. So, in case you ever like, oh, my ideas are stupid. Eric. What are one of the main ideas we were talking about starting? I think it's next year. Oh, yeah. A uh, shit picking business. <laughs> Be a little more specific, please. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, that is any shit, of course. I mean, not human shit. I mean, th maybe we can do that, too. No, but that's, no. that's actually no. We're not going there. No. Okay, fine. If we're just doing pet shit. So right. dog, dog crap in so, the backyard. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And if you, so if you really think that your business idea is as bad as ours, post it. Let me see how bad it is compared to wanting to pick up dog crap. Yeah. And let me see it. Yeah. And I bet you I'll pay for that service. I bet you I will. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. So if so, if you think you really don't have any good ideas, throw it by us and we will show you a bad idea that we will still make work, that we are still going to pursue because we know what to do. We're going to be brave about it. We're going to sell ourselves before anything else. And before any service, we sell ourselves. Not in a weird way, not in a prostitute way, but you know what I mean? We sell our personalities to people. Don't, well. don't, 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 don't. <laughs> right, right. I don't know how many times you can say OnlyFans on here without finally getting attacked, <laughs> without finally having to like <laughs> demonetize or having some copyright issue. <laughs> That's the future though. No. All right, Eric, so you got anything else to, le uh, to leave us on or is that it for you? That's it for me. Just follow your dreams. Follow your goals. Absolutely. And that's it for me, guys. So thank you so much again for watching the Ogre and the Ass podcast. Until next time, stay the hell out of my swamp. Mm -hmm.